welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and it is my humble wish to guide you and support you on your spiritual journey back to optimal health, mind, body, and spirit. For all of my offerings, please visit my website at Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda.com or find me on Facebook, Sherry Berjanski, Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda. And now on to the next episode. Good morning and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda. I'm your host, Sherry, and I welcome you to this impromptu, episode nine, Cellular Healing and Living in the Present Moment. I want to start uh, the podcast with the statement, we are distracted. And I don't want to sound dreary, but pain and loss come to all of us at some point. It's part of the human experience. But it's in our perception and how we process these unpleasant experiences that will ultimately change our course in life, either towards peace and growth or to suffering. So in essence, we decide and determine our emotional destiny based on our level of spiritual health and well-being. Or in other words, our ability to live in the present moment. So this episode, Cellular Healing, Living in the Present Moment, I believe is really the only way we can heal completely. But most of us as humans, we are consumed with regret from the past, worry for the future, and downright live in a state of anxiety most of the time, which living like that leads to a whole list of illnesses of the mind, body, and spirit. So why don't we go inward and seek the answers to end our suffering? Why do we have such little faith in ourselves or in our internal wisdom that somehow we think the answers lie outside of us. Maybe the next relationship will save me. Maybe a new job will heal me. Maybe a new house will be the answer to my problem. We constantly are looking outside for our healing answers. But you know what? The answer to our healing is inside of us, within you, within me. You will never get the answers for healing that you seek outside of yourself. So what does it mean and how do we go about this going inside business? Well, it's called 
mindfulness and living in the present moment. It's the ability to silence, or at least quiet, the outside stimulation, which is the agitator of the mind and the emotions. When we conquer the outside stimulus of stress, worry, anger, and all of the ever-changing situations that present themselves to us, we will live in a steady state of peace. So there are things we can do to empower ourselves to begin this journey back inside of our own selves and to that infinite knowledge and wisdom that we hold inside. God did not put us here on the planet with no um, mechanism to cope. God gave us everything we need to sustain any kind of suffering within us, within our soul. We just have to find, it's our responsibility to find the way to access that, that wisdom. But we're so distracted by so many things in life. We're distracted by stuff, material stuff. We're distracted by pain. We're distracted by food, by addictions, by so many distractions that take us away from that internal wisdom. And that is why we are all wandering around in a state of suffering. When what we, what we need to heal that suffering is right there inside of us so accessible. So I wanted to talk today about how we access the divine wisdom inside of us that eliminates suffering. No matter what you've gone through, it doesn't matter. And I say that not lightly. I say that with great reverence inside of me because I know life is painful. And people suffer unimaginary, unimaginable, sorry, losses. And it's hard. So I wanted to just start to talk about simple things. I say simple. Um, they are simple things, but they might be difficult to sustain for a long period of time if you're not completely dedicated to this mission of unsuffering. You know, it becomes very familiar to suffer. And when I speak on this subject, I'm coming from a place of kinship for sure, not a place of, you know, I'm above this. I'm a human being. I've suffered and I you know, I, I experience life. But I, I, want, I want to share what I learned along the way for, from, from Jesus, 
from some really, really wonderful, beautiful spiritual people who have shared what they've learned. It's a sharing thing along the journey. That's our responsibility as human beings to one another. We have to share and help each other. Otherwise, what's it all about? So let's start with step one. So I want you to get to a quiet place and ask yourself this question. Who am I? Who am I? In all of the noise of the outside world, we lose touch with ourselves and we begin to live in a state of repetition rather than internal truth. We, we are going through the motions. And after you've pondered, who am I? Say this statement to yourself. I am, I am, I am. And this statement will reestablish your internal connection. Because the first step is just realizing that you have lost connection with yourself. And in that void and that space between you and yourself, you've filled it with a whole bunch of distractions. We all have. And now, now in that moment when you're, you reestablish the connection with yourself, an important way to begin this journey, one step, one little baby step at a time, is to change your daily routines. Now that sounds probably quite frivolous, but if you understand that we are what we think, feel, do, and take in through our senses, then you will understand the power of changing your daily routine and what you allow or disallow to come into your being to begin with. It's so simple and so difficult. You can choose to change one of these daily habits that I'm going to talk about one at a time, or you can, you can do all of them at, at once. I mean, it's totally up to you and how fast you want to start the healing process. So let's start with the very first step. Now I am a, I am a uh, Ayurvedic health counselor. So I do live from an Ayurvedic viewpoint. I am going to just briefly in this podcast explain what Ayurveda is. Ayurveda is an ancient medicine system from India, the subcontinent of India. It's over 5,000 years old. It's still practiced today. It is the knowledge of life. Ayurveda means the, the knowledge of life. It was written thousands of years ago by sages and rishis, very spiritual people. And as simple as it is, it somehow got lost along the way, and it really is 
the answer to life, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, it is the answer to life. And it is also living Ayurvedically, it's, it's, it's the answer to end suffering. So that's why I have dedicated my life, and it's the sister science to yoga. So I've dedicated my life to yoga and to Ayurveda. And it is my life mission to heal people, to share my knowledge, to share my healings, and to help you feel better, help me feel better, and help the world. Because we are connected to Mother Earth and to the universe. Ayurveda is based on the idea that we are one with the universe, that we as all living things are made up of the five elements, air, ether, water, earth, and fire. We are a combination of, of we are a combination of these five elements unique to ourselves and we are in perfect balance at the time of our conception. As we were born into this world and experienced life in this, on this planet, the stresses and experiences of life changed, throw our constitution off, our balance off. And that unique combination of the five elements that we possessed at the time of our, con of our conception, they get thrown out of balance. And that out-of-balance state causes disease, ultimately. So according to Ayurveda, it is very important to try to restore ourselves back to that original balance that is uniquely us. My constitution and my delicate balance of those five elements ether, air, water, earth, and fire are uniquely different than yours, than your combination. But each person has to try and regain that balance that they lost along the way through suffering, through life experiences. So that's a very brief explanation of what, what Ayurveda is. So it's important in Ayurveda and in following that life, life um, wisdom of returning and trying to return to our unique constitutional balance. How we do this in Ayurveda, the very first thing we try to do is to change the diet. We are what we eat, as in the previous episode with Chef Marcus Giuliano, we did, we discussed we are what we eat. We're also what we experience in life. So what we take in through our five senses affects our delicate balance. So what we take in through food, what we take in through hearing, what we take in through seeing, what we take in through touch, this, these, all of these experiences affect that balance of our constitution and our health ultimately our health. So Ayurveda, the first thing we do is we change the diet. 
And so that means that we start to become mindful of what we're taking in through our food. So step one, if you would, I hope like to take part in this journey and I'm so interested. I don't speak to you telling you what to do. I speak to you gently with love saying, you be your own scientist. You experiment, you try this and then you tell me how you feel. I think that's fair um, and it gives you the freedom to want to maybe investigate, become curious about your health. Changing the diet can be very simple, but it's not that easy to do if you're not dedicated to a lifestyle change. You want to feel better. You want to be better. You want to raise your vibration and be healthier. So I say to you in this very brief podcast, if you start changing your diet to simple whole foods, you will see a difference. And I would like you, of course, to to not take my word for it, but try it yourself. So eating food with three ingredients or less. For an example, a cooked apple peeled and boiled and then placed in a bowl and eaten quietly and mindfully for breakfast. Just try that. Just try replacing your morning coffee. And I have a hard time with this. I'll I'll admit it. I, I enjoy coffee. But when I was doing different Ayurvedic shifts and cleanses, I, I uh, switched out my coffee for herbal tea in the morning. And I adjusted. I did. And what made me adjust is that I realized consciously that I was doing something good for my body and for my soul. And that helped me with the, um, the stick-to-it power, you know? Because I'm a human and I, I get it. I, I like things too and I things that probably aren't always the best choice. But just try changing the diet if that would, would be easier for you. Um, I'm going to give you several steps though. So the second one is change your bedtime. It sounds juvenile enough. Um, we Sometimes we have to be our own parents, you know, and say... It's probably best if I go to bed now because I feel tired. And I, it, it, maybe I shouldn't force myself to stay up and keep overstimulating myself with TV. Try to be asleep by 10 p.m. This is another Ayurvedic suggestion. Um, we need to quiet our minds and let our bodies rest and restore. Sleep is medicine. Food is medicine. Every step that I give you is some kind of medicine for your well-being. In Ayurveda, there are three doshas, which is an imbalance that we talk about. Vata, Pitta, and Kapha. 
These three imbalances wreak havoc on our health when they are not in balance and happy. And so vata is made up of air and ether. Pitta is fire and a little bit of water. And kapha is earth and water. And we are made up of all of those elements. And if our doshic balance, according to Ayurveda, is out of alignment and one is stronger and overpowering than the others, it is going to cause disease in your body. Doshas are the reason, out of balance doshas are the reason for your disease, whatever you're suffering from. It doesn't matter if it's mind or physical body. So we as uh, beings made up of these five elements have to start to listen to our bodies and hear when they're saying, hey, you have way too high of a pitta dosha right now. Your fire is burning way too hot. That's why you have indigestion. That's why you have ulcers. That's why you have inflammation in the body. So then you start to be able to communicate with your body and you know that fire pitta is too high. So you need to take in foods that are cooling to, to quiet that pitta dosha that's out of balance. If your vata dosha is way too high, that means there's way too much air in the body fueling, fueling that fire and it's too drying to the body you'll start to have really bad systemic dry skin. You'll start to feel real airy in the head and not be able to focus. You will feel um, a lot of emotions that you can't really control. The vata dosha is said to be in charge of everything. And like I said in my blog, when you have a campfire going, you send in too much wind, and air, that thing's gonna burn out of control and possibly spread into a wildfire you can't control. The vata dosha does this within the body. And each food has a quality of these doshas. Uh, take Rice Krispies, they're full of air. They're dry and full of air. You eat a ton of airy, light food, cold food, vata dosha is cold, you're gonna have that, that off-balance dosha vata just go crazy inside of you and fuel way too much air in your body. It's gonna be really drying. You're gonna get constipated. And then you've got the kapha dosha, that's earth and water, it's heavy. It's heavy. It's sluggish. And so too much heavy food too much oily, greasy, heavy food, too much sugary food is going to clog up the works. And you're going to become really heavy. And you're going to gain weight. And you're going to feel sluggish. You might experience depression. No motivation. So just in this brief little description of these three doshas, you can see 
that if they're in harmony to what they were supposed to be when you were born, when you were conceived, life is good. But if one is out of control or two are out of control, you are going to get sick and experience illness. Eventually you are. And these doshas are controlled and processed in the digestion, in the digestive system of, of us, human, well, every living thing. So if your digestion is working optimally, then these qualities that you take in in your food, they will be processed in the digestive system properly and they will become healthy tissue in your body. However, if the doshic imbalance happens because of the food you're taking in and the thoughts that you are having, the experiences you are having are thrown off in the digestive system, these doshas and the qualities that they possess will not be used and processed properly in the body and they will become diseased tissue, tissue that is subpar, that is not healthy. And then it becomes you. So you can see how balance in the body, just from this little tiny brief little explanation is huge. It, it's, it's everything. So it becomes us. We need to return to that, our unique constitutional balance. And how we do that is we, we live according to the season that we're living in. Each dosha is associated with the season because of the qualities it possesses. So vata is cold and airy and windy and dry and so that we are in vata season right now. Autumn and into early winter is vata season because it matches the qualities of the weather in the Northern hemisphere anyway, of how, how it is outside. In the winter you get, and you know, fall and winter you get chapped lips, you get dry skin, you get cold. That's because it's vata season. That's the element we're dealing with. It's cold, it's windy, it's airy, it's light. Kapha season is late winter and spring. Why? Because it's heavy, it's water, it's wet, it's foggy, it's just very damp. And so the qualities in our bodies feel like that. In the spring, what do we have? Allergies, we're, we're mucusy, we're we're um, wet and heavy and there's a lot of moisture. And then late spring and summer is pitta season. Why? Because it's hot and fiery like pitta. It's warm, it's hot. So you can see that these are all interconnected and we are in the middle of all of it. So if we want to change our diet, and this is why I encourage you, please, to seek me out. I do free 15-minute consultations, Ayurvedic consultations on my website. You can call me. You can email me. You can make an appointment on my website. I'm here for you. And we can do a kind of dosha quiz 
an interactive consultation and see which of these doshas is high in you, is excessive in you. And that might explain why you're having acid indigestion, why you feel lethargic and exhausted, why you're constipated, why you are airy in the head and you can't focus, you can't sleep. I mean, it's free. What have you got to lose, right? So the diet, I can go over everything about seasonal eating and eating to the doshic imbalance and also to the season with, within this consultation I'm willing to, to offer. Change in bedtime. Bedtime has to do, sleep has to do with our di digestion, actually. Sleep is medicine. It's the most important thing in the whole wide world. And if you're not sleeping, that's a problem. M amazing things happen when you're sleeping. And sleep time, so the doshas are also associated with time of day. So from 10 to 2, a.m. and p.m., doesn't matter, is pitta time. Fiery. We're the most, um, we're the most uh, productive during this time. We have a lot of energy, a lot of motivation during 10 to 2. A.m., PM 10 to 2 is digestion time. Pitta is in charge of, of our digestion. So during the hours of 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., your digestion is going hard. If you're sleeping and your digestion is able to work. But if you're up wandering around with all these thoughts, your digestion can't work properly. It cannot. And so again, then the tissues are not being formed in a healthy way. And over a period, long period of time, it's going to catch up and it turns into disease. Kapha time, or vata, sorry, vata time is from 2 to 6. So either 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. or 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. That is vata time. So... That is the time that you start to, um, well, from you start to wake up, right? I mean, we most of us get up around six-ish, probably. Um, six to 10 is kapha time. And so that's why we're a little sluggish in the morning if we're not eating properly and doing pro proper mindful practices. 6 a.m. or feeling a little laggy in the morning, right? But if you're balanced, you hop right out of bed at 6 o'clock. I hop out of bed at 5.30 now because I understand and live a life of Ayurvedic um, philosophy. So I'm pretty much in balance and I know when I'm not. I know I definitely know when I'm not. So then I make the adjustments to become back in balance. There are great rewards to living Ayurvedically. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's basic. You don't have to buy any fancy stuff. There's no fancy business here. This is, this is grassroots, easy, simple nature. It is based on nature and your own body attuned to mother nature. And that's all it is. So it's, everything's accessible to you. You don't have to join clubs or you know, send away for this and that. It's based on mother nature. So we've talked about changing the diet, 
We talked about changing bedtime. Be asleep by 10 p.m. Shut off the TV if you even watch TV. Shut off all stimulation to the senses and go to bed. Go to bed. It's so important to your health to go to bed. Number three is change your exercise program. If you don't have one, get one because you need to move. You need to move to keep balance and it doesn't have to be strenuous exercise at all. And that, you know, the, the kind of exercise that you do is also based on your doshic balance. So if you're highly pitta and you're a real aggressive type A personality and you've got high pitta going on in your body, you, you know, to, to go out and run 10 miles is not really probably going to be the best thing for you. You need to do quieting things to bring that fire down a little bit. So yoga is really, really good for pitta. A nice walk in nature is really good for pitta. So develop, and again, we, we'll cover this in, in a consultation if you choose to call me and, and do that. Um, we will talk about and find out where your imbalance lies, and then we will structure an exercise program for you as well. Exercise is absolutely imperative to good health. We are meant to move about. And it depends on, you know, your imbalance to what kind of moving about you do. Number, number five, uh, number four is changing your, what you take in through your five senses. Are you overstimulating yourself with video games? Ugh. Watching too much TV and TV that's upsetting you. I mean, the news alone is upsetting. I haven't watched the news since 2019. I don't watch it because I don't want to be, I don't want to be upset. I do pray for the world. That's my contribution. Um, I'm not telling anybody to give up TV if that's not what you want to do. I'm telling you to be more mindful about what you're choosing to take in through your senses, through your eyesight and your hearing. And um, there are some beautiful meditations on TV you can watch with like lovely images of flowers and butterflies and bees. And if you want to watch TV, that's totally up to you. But just quiet it down before when you're trying to wind down before bedtime. Number five is to start adding some gratitude meditation into your life. So start meditating on healthy, wholesome thoughts of, of thankfulness for the things that you do have in this present moment. Number six is to become aware of your breathing habits. So we all have a way of breathing. And the more shallow and fast you breathe, the more unhealthy you will be. The more deeply and purposely you breathe, the healthier you will be. Because your breath affects your vagus nerve. And I am going to have next week a very special podcast on the vagus nerve and the polyvagal theory, which is calming the system, the nervous system. Again, it's present moment work. Staying in the present moment is going to help you to sustain all of these things I'm suggesting. So we have to become more mindful of 
how we take in our breath. Because one kind of breath and breathing excites and up, you know, um, fires us up, and another kind of breathing calms us down. So breathing is taken for granted, but it's really important. And the last thing that I only have time for in this podcast, I'm going to come back and talk more in depth about these things, but adding morning rituals can really increase health and well-being because first thing in the morning, it brings us to that present moment with ourselves in a very healthy and self-nurturing, self-loving way. So there's just a few, I'm not gonna really get into them, but oil pulling, using a neti pot, uh, a short yoga practice, prayer and meditation. Abhyanga massage, which is a self-massage with warm oil and sitting quietly before you get out of bed have a have a, a nice talk with who whoever your higher power is mine is jesus i talk to jesus every single morning before i do anything else and i establish the connection with jesus which helps me establish the connection with myself and my healing part of me Jesus is the great healer, and I personally am nothing without Jesus and Jesus' philosophy, which is quite Ayurvedic, I must say. It's about loving yourself and loving everyone, and um, Jesus is love. And so I will end this podcast there because I know I'm, I'm going on. Ayurveda is my passion. Yoga is my passion. And Jesus is my passion. And they all fit beautifully together, I must tell you. Um, yoga life, Ayurveda and yoga life, is not in uh, any way in conflict with any religion. And I, I can promise you that. I've done enough. I've been studying this stuff almost a decade um, yoga, meditation, um, and my, and latest, late, lately Ayurveda. Um, but I, I've always had an interest in Ayurveda since 2016, but I've really del- you know, delved into. It's the answer to a healthy life, a contented, peaceful, joyful life. And it is not in conflict with any religion. You know, uh, people get nervous when they're, when they're religious. Uh, they do. They get nervous. They think, oh, you know, this is going to take me away. This has nothing to do with, with my religion. Um, th- this is woo-woo and, you know, new age stuff. Actually, this is old, old stuff. And it is in perfect alignment with religion and love and spirit. And we have to open our minds and our hearts seriously to love. Jesus is love. Most of the major religions are based on love. So you're not offending anybody. You're not offending the church. You're not offending anything by loving yourself and then putting that love out into the world. You know, it's, it's uh, I hope, my hope, my humble wish today 
is that something has resonated with what I'm talking about here. I care deeply for every person who's listening to this. I do. We're in this together. And it is our mission in this earthly life, in this material existence, to find our divine gift, because every single person has one, and then give that gift to the rest of the world. And so in closing, I wish you a life in the present moment. And being mindful and starting to love yourself and care what your, what your food looks like on the plate. The loving hands that picked the fruit or the vegetables, the loving hands that prepared it, your own hands or someone else's, the colors on the plate, the nutrition on the plate and how that's gonna look inside when, when it meets your body and your body says, oh, thank you. Thank you for this beautiful, wholesome meal. I'm gonna take it, digest it, and put it into your tissues and through all of your vital organs and make your body high functioning. That's what I'm gonna do for you. And be present with yourself. And you will see, you will heal. You will start to heal, mind, body, and soul. I am going to have a podcast on grief very soon. Grief is a really, really tough emotion and feeling to, to digest and process. And when our bodies are stressed and hurting and in pain, it, it takes away from our ability to function optimally. And so grief, we will talk about grief. But when you start to implement these daily changes, being mindful of your breath, how am I breathing? Being mindful of your diet, what am I eating? Being mindful of your bedtime, I'm gonna take a warm shower and go to bed. I, who am I? And I am. That's enough. That's enough. That's all you need to know. I love you all. I wish you good health. Please reach out to me on my website, homsolistichealing and ayurveda.com. And I would end on Facebook. That's a good way to reach out as well. I will end this podcast, this episode with a short healing. So if you can get yourself to a quiet place, a sacred place to you, you can lie down or you can sit, whatever is more comfortable for you. Soften the lighting if you can. And start to tune into your breathing. Close your eyes. And just focus on the breath that you're taking in uh, through your nose. Right? Just focus on the bridge of your nose as the air is coming in slowly, deeply through your nostrils. And then out slowly through your mouth. 
and just sustain that quiet breath and start to scan your body for where you're holding tension. Let your shoulders fall down. Let your eyes rest in their sockets. Release the tension you're holding in your muscles. Start to scan the body from the soles of the feet. Send the breath there. And working your, your consciousness up through the ankles and the tops of the feet, up through the shins and the calves, release that tension. And bringing your awareness up to your knees, release that tension. Remembering always to consistently breathe in through the nose, slowly at the count of five. And out through the mouth to the count of six. And then bringing your awareness up to your thighs and your hamstrings and let that stress go. And through the breath, bringing your awareness up through your pelvis and your lower back, your buttocks, and let that stress go. And bringing your awareness up to your belly and your mid-back. With a deep breath and a deep exhalation, let that stress go. And then bringing your awareness up to your chest, to your lungs, to your upper back, to your shoulders, to your arms, all the way down to your hands and fingers. With a deep inhale and a complete exhale, let that stress go. Bringing your awareness up through your neck and your throat, your chin and your jaw, your face and your ears and your eyes on a deep inhale in and an even longer complete exhale. Let that tension go. and bringing your awareness up to your third eye between your eyebrows, all the way up to the crown of your head. Deep inhale, long, complete exhale. Let that stress go. Returning that cleansed, beautiful energy through the crown of the head through the head, the face, the third eye, down to the ears and the chin and the jaw, through the neck, through the throat, through the shoulders, through the chest, through the arms, the hands, through the back, all the way down through the belly, through the lower back, through the pelvis, through the thighs, the buttocks, the legs, the knees, the shins, the calves, to the ankles, 
to the feet and back into the earth. Release that tension and know that you are safe. You are well, you are grounded, and you are enough. Have a pleasant day. Namaste.